if I'm really stressed out and out of willpower, I I can also make poor choices in terms of food mm. and the artificial sweeteners, the, the brain chemistry, the dopamine hits, and that's why yeah, that food just lights up your brain. Hello, carnivores, and welcome to session number 21. This week, we have a very close friend all the way from Norway. His name is Mats, just like the hockey player, Mats Sundin. Mats Ring Anderson, ladies and gentlemen, to discuss artificial sweeteners. Mats and I met almost a year ago after connecting in the podcast carnivore world, if you want to call it that. We've talked off and on and bounced ideas off of each other ever since, and I always walk away from our conversations educated on an aspect of nutrition that I had no idea of before, inspired to make a positive change in my health, and most importantly, accountable to hold fast to what I know to be responsible, science-based health and nutrition habits for myself and my family. I know that if I fall off the wagon into my old unhealthy eating habits, Matt's will call me out, and he knows that I'll call him out. Every one of us needs a buddy like Matt's to hold you to a higher standard in your health journey. Before we jump into this week's topic, our podcast review of the week is from Brenda from New Jersey. It was great. <laughs> thanks for that, Brenda. Glad it's great. And thanks for helping the algorithm and the growth of the channel. Matt's, welcome to Carnivore Coach's Corner. How's life in Ireland treating you lately? Yeah. You, I don't know uh, because I haven't been there like since... Ever, because I am not from Ireland. You can ask Mark. <laughs> How's the weather in Ireland, Mark? Absolutely beautiful. Really, really hot today. Nice. Been so over here too in Norway. So, been enjoying some sun, going on some hikes, in between all the studying and the math and accounting that I've been doing today. So... Nice to end the day with a nice podcast recording with some awesome dudes. Yeah, I've been looking at this one forever. Looking forward to this one forever, man. I can't believe that we didn't didn't think to do this one earlier. So when I first, so so for to, just to catch everybody else up, when I first made the mistake thinking you were from Ireland, I don't know where that came from, but that was like around January, February, right? And then I want to yeah. say a couple weeks a couple weeks later, I read your name off on a podcast again. And then I just realized was that, like, it, was after it, I'd already the... published it. <laughs> yeah, then it was it with the review and you just DM me on Instagram. Hey, man, you should listen to this week's episode on the Carnivore Coaches Corner or something like that. Uh, because you uh, chose my review as uh, the review of the week. And uh, then you mentioned that it was uh, Matt's from Ireland. And I thought you were joking with me because you said Ireland one time earlier. And then uh, the whole thing started out, and it's been going on ever since. So <laughs> it was it was it was so embarrassing. And then and I think the first time would have been forgivable. And I think and I, and I, and I think we we kind of got over that. And then yeah, and, uh, and 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 then I had already published a podcast. And then I just read the message where you said you were from Norway, and I was like, crap. There's nothing I can do now. It's 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 gone. It's <laughs> everybody's gonna hear it. Here we go. Yeah, and I was, I was I like, think I, yeah. I think I called you. I was like, I'm so sorry, bro. If you can't read, my name is Mats Anderson. It's not a Irish name. It, if it was, it was like Mats Mac Anderson or something like that, uh, because I yeah. uh, like everyone from Scotland Island has Mac in front of their surname. So, but uh, yeah, 
Uh, what's uh, the topic of this week? It was artificial sweeteners, right? The topic is artificial sweeteners. Yeah, for the reason that I am cutting them and having a heck of a time doing it. I did not think the withdrawals would be bad. Um, I was warned by some by some good uh, carnivore friends that have done it, and they said that you're you're going to experience less inflammation. They said that it's going to be one of the greatest decisions that you make. And I'm like, great, I'm going to accept the challenge. And uh, I just decided to go uh, full on cold turkey and really, really backfired. It was kind of a nightmare the first couple of days. And so I reintroduced it before my workouts. Um, and so I'm capping it off at 16 fluid ounces per um, per workout. And then the rule is after my workout, it has to be nothing but water and ice after that in, ter in terms of beverages or uns uns unsweetened stuff. So the only yeah, supplements like, I'm taking uh, right now, just uh, like uh, unsweetened tea or decaf or something like that. Yeah, like actually, right now I'm drinking ice water with Celtic sea salt, uh, pink potassium cave salt in it because it's a one-to-one -one sodium potassium ratio and a couple drops of peppermint oil. Yeah. How about uh, sparkling water? Do you ever do that? I do sparkling water from time to time when I'm feeling edgy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> when I want to. If I land a big, if I land a big sale on on Skullbells, let's pop the sparkling water. You say to Taylor. And oh yeah, yeah. No, we shake, hand. we shake it up really hard and get the kids involved and everything, and just kind of make a mess around the house and party. Yeah, that's how the, we do the, it. the Soda Stream just goes bananas. The Soda Stream <laughs> machine. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's so that's pretty much where I'm at. And so you, you and I, you and I have been talking um, over 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 Instagram for about a week on this topic now, I think. And, uh, and, yeah. and, and I'm, and I, and I just have respected your opinion for quite some time. I know you're, I, I, I um, think that you're knowledgeable on this subject. And so I, uh, I really value your opinion. I, and I, and I, and I want to know, um, what your, what your, what your thoughts are on artificial sweeteners, just like in general. Yeah. Because I uh, just saying I'm no doctor or expert, but I'm just a mm -hmm. normal dude that has, uh, stressful life sometimes and has been to through a lot of struggles lately with injuries uh, for prolonged periods of time and uh, yeah I'm very concerned about my health and uh, very uh, meticulous about my nutrition so I've been doing a, a very meat heavy diet for over two and a half no over three years three and a half years now so uh but i did not introduce sweeteners until april this year because i was injured and what uh, as a crutch to uh, get emotional relief because yeah. i was so stressed out and depressed and in and in pain and i have a past of emotional eating when i where i could uh, just eat a shit ton of food processed crap protein bars peanut butter for some reason it was peanut butter and protein bars that were my go-to uh, yeah because both very high both very highly pal palatable yeah very hyper palatable to get the dopamine hit you know Mm -hmm. But uh, I could get the same dopamine hit with uh, a diet soda, a diet monster, or something like that. So I, I'd rather do that to get the same dopamine hit without the caloric damage and 
pain in my stomach from eating those processed foods that I don't digest well because most protein bars are made with very poor ingredients and especially the, the whey protein in there I don't tolerate at all so I just get gassy and bloated hmm. and severe pain and if you eat like a jar of peanut butter a day you know you gain weight very fast uh, unless you're freaking Michael Phelps burning eight nine thousand calories a day so um yeah, I started using the artificial sweeteners from diet soda and soon it became like I just drank <laughs> diet drinks, no, not water at all. And yeah, uh, it, you know, it surpassed over three liters a day. And that's quite a lot because I'm not a big guy. And if I'm not moving a lot, the fluid and it's cold outside, now it's warm, I'm not sweating as much my fluid requirements ain't that high. So I just got waterlogged, got swollen ankles, edema, a bloated stomach, puffy face, puffy hands, uh, and retained a shit ton of water, inflammation, brain fog, and felt overall like crap. So, wow, did not help at all. Yeah, I think, I think if you overdo it, then it can lead to major, major problems because we know when we have, when we start adding some sweeteners into our into our life and we're eating a lot of sugar also, that's going to look like um, Matt um, mentioned, it's going to lead to an awful lot of fluid retention. Now, we have to understand that the body is not meant to carry an awful lot of fluids. If we carry an awful lot of fluids, again, what Matt's, Matt's um, mentioned, it's going to lead to inflammation, it's going to lead to brain it's going to lead to major injuries you're going to feel you're going to feel bloated you're going to feel gassy nobody should be walking around every day farting every say two or three minutes and if you are and if you think that's healthy for your digestive system you are completely wrong completely wrong um i see an awful lot of that in clients they'll tell me that their digestive system is okay they'll they'll tell me that they're walking around but like they're eating lots and lots of fiber they're eating lots and lots of sugar. They're eating lots and lots of sweeteners. They're losing the weight, but they feel like crap. And this is the reason why. They're carrying too much fluid. They're carrying too much fluid in the body. And when we look at like females, when we look at females, a lot of females will always go on about the scales. They'll always talk about the scales. Oh, I want to lose this. I want to lose that. Why have I gained two pounds? Why have I gained three pounds? Why is the scales going up? It's, this happens a lot through menopause also. And we have to understand that when you retain a lot of water, the scales number will go up. Okay, it's as simple as that. And it will lead to inflammation in the body. And this is not good for the body as you get older. If you're if you're retaining fluid in your body and you're getting inflamed, it will lead to major, major health complications. 100%. Uh, but Mark, one thing. I thought that fluid retention was a result of inflammation, not the fluid retention causing inflammation no the when we when you look at adding, when you put sweetener into the body your body your your body retains probably around around 60 percent water so you're carrying a lot of water in your body now this will end up this will end up going to joints your body will end up swelling up you'll end up getting these um swellings on your on your on your on your muscles on your joints um wait because i'll give you an example when... Yeah, I absolutely noticed that. Like my ankles, my knees, and my uh, and my calves just get really swollen. And if I uh, like 
the other day when I had some diet monsters because I got a relapse, you can say, I uh, did not consume any liquid because I already had overconsumed liquid for the day. I was not thirsty at all. My body said, no, Matt, you don't need any more water or liquids today because the monsters contain one gram of salt per can as well, per half yep. a liter. So I was really swollen and so on. Uh, so I just did not drink anything from 2 p.m. until I went to bed. And I walked quite a lot in order to try to uh, lower my blood sugars, to move to li for lymphatic fl flow and to sweat out some of the sodium in order to lose weight. And I like woke up the next day uh, after going peeing two or three times that night over a kilogram lighter because it was just water and salt I was retaining from all the crap I put into my body. Yeah, because when you look at when you look at the sweeteners, like um, there's a few of them. There's like stevia, erythritol. There's monk fruit. There's aspartame. There's loads of them that are um that are not good for our stomach or for our body. And when we look at sweeteners in general, they can elevate insulin, and they can elevate your. They can at some stage. They may they might not um elevate your blood sugar, but they will definitely raise insulin. And this is something that we see an awful lot on a daily basis. We see people having this addiction when it comes to sugar, when it comes to these alcohols, when it comes mm -hmm. to these, it comes to these sweeteners, and this is the reason why people are their health is is basically declining. It's basically torn the ship basically, and this is the reason why a lot of people, I feel, in the health space are really really struggling. Um, and when you look at the health space, people are doing the opposite. They're saying, right, okay, no, you need to keep your sugars in, you need to keep your carbohydrates in, you need to stay away from you need to stay away from high fat foods um, but you see these people are dying there's so many people out there that are dying now at the ages like 40 and 50 60 years of age and it's always a health complication always like yeah I but some of it has to do with the drugs as well if it's like the bodybuilders you have seen falling oh, like yeah. flies the last few years they are just yeah. pumped up of steroids and yeah SARMs that's and that's uh you don't if you drink one Diet Coke a day and don't take steroids, you're way healthier than if you don't drink a Diet Coke and you're blasting Trenbolone or something like that. But when we look at a bodybuilder, if they're on steroids, what do they, what do they, what do they need? Uh, shit ton of protein, I don't know. They know they need a shit a shitload of insulin. Yeah, and yeah, where, that's right. Where do we get insulin from? Carbohydrates. Yeah, but uh, don't they inject insulin in order to digest their and assimilate their food faster so they can build more muscle? Some of them will. Right? Yeah, some of them will. But when you look at a bodybuilder's diet, you will always see between six to eight meals. And all of those meals will be rice-based, potato-based. They may have some cereal. They might rice have some cakes. Rice oatmeal. Cakes. I'd say about... It's probably around 60 to 70% carbohydrate based and around maybe 30% protein. And there's only very, very little fat in there. Very, very little yeah. fat. And you can get away with it because the nutrient partitioning benefits of the anabolic steroids are putting all those carbs directly into your muscle cells. So they're, when, they're, not, they're, not, they're, they're not storing near as much fat as exactly. like a natural bodybuilder would, which is why being on, being on the carnivore diet just makes so much more sense as a natural bodybuilder 
for that reason, because our goal is to have and our just for overall health throughout the entire day and for overall health too. Yeah. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> and That's the most important thing. What you want uh, b- big muscles like Ronnie Coleman, if your f- freaking legs don't work uh, and you're uh, be- struggling to get out of bed because you have so much pain or <clears throat> you're so muscle bound that you have you seen the memes and videos on YouTube where you have like that big broad shouldered guys and someone stick a post-it note like there and they can't reach it. <laughs> it's so hilarious to watch like the big bodybuilders can't reach the middle of their back. Without like what, a stick. Look at look at bodybuilders now, like Ronnie Coleman. You look at Ronnie Coleman right now. I bet I bet you if you if you sat down and spoke to Ronnie Coleman and asked him, would you if you were to go back in time, would you would you have done anything differently? And he probably would have said no because he's won so many um, uh, championships. Um, he's won the Mister Olympia, I think, around six or seven times. But I think health wise, if you asked him, like, would you? anything health wise i guarantee he would have guaranteed because yeah. you see him now he's in he's in a really really bad way and um, you can see his arthritis i don't know whether he has arthritis in his back or yeah his leg. i saw a video with him is there like a wheelchair or something so he, he like i mean when we look i mean i see an awful lot of bodybuilders on a daily basis and i watch a few of them on youtube and you can see so many of them you know for a fact they're taking gear you know, you can see it from a mile away. And the reason why I know this is because you look at the diet. You look at the diet, it's carbohydrate-based, it's protein-based, and they're ripped to shreds, like ripped to shreds. So you're looking at that and saying, well, ha- hang on a second, there's something going wrong here. Like, but how, living, about the, how about the gyno and the acne and the, yeah. uh, and the you know, uh, roid rage, and what do you call it? You know, yeah. they have physical signs as well on their bodies not yeah. just the uh, uh, meal frequency of chicken broccoli and rice uh, because there are a lot of natural athletes that still do the chicken broccoli and rice six meals a day a gallon of water and uh, tank tops and uh, sweatpants in the gym uh, hitting chest day on monday bro yeah yeah the, that, that's the natural that's- bodybuilders that that i the, the natural bodybuilders that that I that I know that that that, that do that are typically um, they'll they'll put on a halfway decent amount of body fat in the off season and then they have to prep longer to be able to get lean enough for stage. Um, I haven't experienced that since being on the carnivore diet. I'm finding it to be slower to gain weight, but the weight that I am gaining, I feel like is more quality and it's dense and it's hard and I'm not getting I'm not up to 230 pounds like I was at the start of my last prep. I started my last prep at about two at about two twenty eight. Um, ever since my last show, I've gone over two hundred, like for a couple weeks here and there. But for the most part, I've been able to stay under two hundred and haven't lost and haven't lost any muscle at all. So, and when we that's, see that's my testimony on that, I guess. And when we see an awful lot of people, like the majority of people out there. Um, they either come to myself or Colt, and they want to get in shape. They want to get in shape as quick as possible. And they're looking for the, the quickest way to do that. Now, from what I see is when you put something sweet into your mouth, okay, when it, when it goes into your mouth, insulin spikes very, very quickly, okay? That means your body actually craves more of that food. And that's why weight loss for many, many people is hard because they struggle to be on these weight loss programs 
when they're given, they're given like six meals a day of like rice and chicken and, and they don't realize that what's, what's causing the problem is those insulin spikes. You're actually craving more sugar because you're actually inject or you're actually eating more sugar on a daily basis. Now, we know that when we raise insulin, insulin is basically the, the fat storage hormone. So if, you, if your hormone, if your insulin is really, really high, the chances are you're going to be increasing your fat storage hormone on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. these, are, these, are, these are facts. Insulin is going to elevate pretty much everything, making, making uh, dropping body fat a lot harder going forward, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes you hungry as well, uh, more often. And yeah. that's the problem. Uh, I have found like when you do a carnivore diet, you can be more in tune with your body in terms of hunger and you can go longer without eating because like uh, somebody said, like you eat, you eat fat and you burn fat. Yes. And the body don't uh, know whether you're burning the fat on the plate, on the steak you ate uh, or the fat from your booty. So it's just, okay. I eat protein for my uh, structural material to build my body. And I use fat as structural material for my hormones and as fuel. And when the fat from the steak is burned, I just go into my reserves on my love handles or on my top of my abs or something like that. And you can go for longer periods of time. And you, yes, you, you get hungry, but not like hangry or ravenous, like, oh my God, I need to eat right now. Oh, but exactly. You're like you're just like, okay, I haven't eaten, but I'm going to eat in six hours because that's when uh, dinner is planned or my meal is planned. So, yeah. Okay. And I'll just uh, work uh, or do my, do my life until then. Yeah. So, so like really I should be eating two to three meals a day right now, optimally. Like, like if, if, if I like work, work aside, business aside, family aside, everything else, like in a perfect world from a bodybuilding perspective right now, I would be eating three meals a day. That yeah, would be the best way for me, for, for me, for me to, for me to lean bulk at the moment. But yeah, but, but I guess you're, Go you're not going to, you're not going for the Mr. Olympia anyway. So you do no. the best you can do as to fit your life. Not right. Exactly. So like freaking so Bumstead on carnivore or something. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, I'll, so like, I'll try to get two, two meals, two meals a day or a third meal if I can, but it's just never realistic. It's, 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 I, I mean, I'm on my, I've, I've been talking for basically the entire day straight, right. From, uh, our, our, our landlord was over and so we had a, a power with him about our refrigerator <laughs> and then it's been kind of back to back to back appointments um, up until now and when you have to when you when you have to skip a meal and you've been fat adapted for quite some time and you're on a uh, and you're on a carb-free diet it's so easy to skip a meal if you have to yeah. i mean like you can skip an entire day if you have to but if you're yeah. but if your body's used to having to being fed with carbs um i'm just I, I was i was just like that all the time i had to get that meal and if i didn't i would freak out yeah. yeah, and personally, I find uh, I find it easier to do one meal a day than two meals a day because uh, I can go the entire day, be productive, get all my stuff done, and don't have to worry about food until all my chores, duties, errands, schoolwork, homework, family stuff, everything is done, and I just can eat in a parasympathetic state and the rest and digest mode and actually mm -hmm. assimilate my food a lot better versus 
uh, rushing in a meal in the middle of the day because I got to hit uh, stimulate muscles and protein synthesis uh, X amount of times in a day in order to maximize my gains. Yeah, and have yeah, terrible bloating and, that, and, that's, and stomach that's... pain because I just uh, scarfed it down and chugged a bunch of water or a monster with it, you know? Yeah, and I think you that's the so main well. problem. I think that's the main problem because we see an awful lot when people do uh, go on a cut or they do go on a weight loss journey. It's like, okay, we're going to decrease the carbohydrates, but what did it increase? They increased the protein. Now, when you increase the protein, you're going to end up implementing gluconeogenesis. That's going to increase your blood sugar. You're going to actually crave more food. Mm -hmm. So what did next? They say, right, you need to eat more fiber. So they start saying, okay, you need to eat lots of, lots of veg, lots of greens, lots of salads. They eat that. They have this fullness in their stomach, but it leads to digestive issues. Yeah, and, and, then, and, and you can get the fat hunger as well. I, yes. I, like, I have tried doing the low-fat, super high-protein, high-fiber. You know, I had like two heads of cauliflower and half a kilo of a chicken, and I was super, super hungry, and I started eating... Uh, uh, more protein, but I couldn't, and I just had a tablespoon or two of butter or some sardines, and that fat hunger got satiated, and I just felt satiated. The signal of satiety is in the brain, not the not the stretch receptors of the gut. Exactly. Yeah. And I did, I did this. I I did an experiment with a client with mine about I'd say about two or three weeks ago, um, and I said to her, listen. Because she didn't understand the whole mechanism of the brain and the gut health and how they connect together. And I said, right, what I want you to do is I want you to go home. I want you to have a piece of steak, nothing else. Just have a piece of steak, maybe add a bit of salt to it um, and just eat it. It doesn't make a difference how big it is. Just eat it. There are natural satiety mechanisms in our bodies that says you had enough steak. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, yeah, just going back over what I said. So I, I told her just to eat the steak. Just eat it until you're full. So she ate, I'd say, about half of it. And she couldn't, she couldn't eat another bit. She couldn't even look at it. Then I said to her, okay. Now she had a spud ready. So I said, make, make sure you have a potato ready. So she cut the potato open. She had one bit. She had one bite of the potato. One bite. Now guess what happened after that? She got hungry. She was craving more steak. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you know who Stan Efferding is, the rhino, the white rhino, the world's strongest bodybuilder, the inventor of the vertical diet. Yeah, yeah. He he had in one of his rhinos rants, like uh, he talked about how to get athletes to eat more food. He said, "Eat your meal, steak and rice, monster mash. You know the ground by uh, ground uh, beef and rice with uh, chicken stock." mashed up so it's easy to eat easy to digest and mm. uh when you're finished your meal you have one single dorito because it will spike your blood sugar and it, it will make you hungry in like a couple hours so he used that as a hack to get people to eat more so uh but my theory is like just avoid processed and hyper processed hyper palatable and processed foods altogether because that will just make you uh, be more in tune with your body it doesn't for my experience it's like who overeats a boiled freaking potato who yeah. overeats on broccoli who yeah. overeats on uh plain white rice with a piece of salmon you don't 
get obese from that. The thing that makes you obese are the uh, cakes, the cookies, the breads, the uh, donuts, and the hyper palatable, super processed fried Snickers and stuff like that. Because yeah. it's the, the brain chemistry, the dopamine hits. And that's why uh, you can, yeah, that food just lights up your brain. Yeah, I think it's important to understand, uh, and I think an awful lot of people need to understand this. Um, when we look at carbohydrates, carbohydrates will not make you fat. Okay, that's a fact. Okay, they won't make you fat. But what they will do is they will actually make your weight loss journey become a lot harder because of what we've just spoke about. You're going to be craving more of these foods, and it's going to make weight loss a lot harder. Plus, when it we look at into a game of willpower. That's all it is. That's all. And yeah. when we look at carbohydrates, and you only have so much willpower. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're yeah. Ronnie Coleman. I don't care if you're Matts. I don't care if you're Mark. I don't care if you're Jesus. Well, Jesus. Well, that, that, yeah, we'll, even we'll, me, that, most, we'll leave that for the Super Life.com show. Yeah, like people say, I'm uh, people say that I, uh, I'm the most stubborn guy they know of. But even I have limited willpower. I can get up at 5 a.m. and uh, hit the gym at six every single day. Uh, every single day out of here, regardless if it's warm or it's a meter of snow outside my door, I'm going to the gym. But if I'm really stressed out and out of willpower, I, I can also make poor choices in terms of food mm -hmm. and uh, artificial sweeteners. We all have our breaking point. Yeah. And right. for me, yeah. the breaking point was when I was injured. I didn't, I was so freaking in so much pain and I spent all my willpower just going through the day and uh, not breaking out crying because I was so sad from not having a purpose or something like that. So I just mm -hmm. sat down and drank a big ass one and a half liter or perhaps two of them with just freaking diet Sprite because I don't like Coke at all. So, or the monsters and don't drink two, three cans of energy drink drinks in a day, especially at night, because you don't sleep after that. That's an awful lot of caffeine. Yeah, and I think the most important... Dude, I, 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 was, I was drinking energy drinks like it was out of style, man, especially, especially Ghost, they, they had, because the flavor profile, out of this world. And it was only 200 milligrams, not 300 milligrams, so I was totally justifying it. And then oh, per can? I, I was, I was two, up to two, like three or four a day. That's why I had two, to cut caffeine wait, permanently. Wait, I was like, wait, we're done. 200, 200 milligrams per half a liter can, the 16 fluid ounces? Yeah. Yeah, here in Norway, we have a limit. You can't put more than 30... Uh, milligrams of caffeine per 100 milliliters so it's 150 per uh, 16 ounces yes it's wow like, the, the health uh, organization and government in norway has uh, found that uh, more than that is really harmful for us so they set a limit so it's you can't sell sell anything stronger uh, that's why prime had to relaunch in norway because they had too much caffeine uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, and and just on that, Matt, as well, wow. that's 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 it. That's a drink that um um Logan Paul brought out, and he's after bringing out this. He's after bringing out this prime drink because it's it's low calorie, but when you look at it, it has a shitload of caffeine in it, and that's what's gonna cause yeah um, young kids to have major major issues. It's gonna addiction. destroy. Yeah, it's gonna lead to it's gonna lead to addiction. It's gonna it's gonna be very very hard, hard to come a off it. ADHD. Headaches, yeah, brain fog, not, restlessness, poor sleep, everything. Yeah, 
you may not actually gain weight and they'll they'll that's what they do they brand this market to say right buy this bottle because it's low calorie but they don't understand what else is in the bottle and these are these are the ones that are are basically those receptors in your in your stomach and in your in your in your head they're saying they're saying listen i love this this is that this tastes amazing i want more yeah. of this shit and a combination of and a combination of sweetener and caffeine is the dangerous because that's why I went with diet monsters because those are the ones when I'm stressed out gives me the biggest dopamine hit. But if I'm in a calm and cool state and I taste a diet monster, it tastes like a salty, sweet, disgusting, bitter uh, cocktail that I don't like because I, I'm when I'm listening to my body and I'm not in a stressed, sympathetic state. I don't crave none of that crap. No yeah. junk food. I just, when I'm in a calm and cool state, I can go all day, drink water to thirst. And when it's time to eat, I can sit down and eat plain ass ground pork with butter on top and be really satisfied afterwards and don't want anything else and be really yeah. grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's important to understand that you made a good point there that it's it's up to you whether you want to have it or not and i this i spoke to colt about this the other day um and colt was telling me that he was having a bit of um dark moments that he took so much out and i was like well first of all does it make you happy does a little bit make you happy and i think that's so important that we need to understand um that if something if you if you can have something that's so small a little bit of sweetener, a little bit of sugar, and it makes you happy and it doesn't set you off. It doesn't set you off at all. I don't see any issue with that whatsoever. I mean, I have a can of 7-Up maybe two or three times a week. It probably has the worst sweetener in it uh, when, when we look at it, the sweeteners, which is aspartame. But it, do, it doesn't set me off at all. And when we look at protein powders also, protein powders are full, are full of sweeteners. They're full of processed food, but, yeah, 90- but have you have you ever tasted a natural protein powder? They taste like crap, rubbish, <laughs> rubbish. They taste disgusting. But that's what I'm saying. Like it is not. Colt has now a keto brick, and what's and what 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 ingredient is in a keto brick? It's very stevia. very great has, ingredients. It's it's yeah, a stevia from it, the protein powder, as if I has, have understood right, but not added sweeteners. Yeah. yeah. And that's the reason why they, 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 these keto bricks taste amazing because it has that that sweet taste. But you know, but it's but it's a very very good product. Now, could you imagine bringing out a keto brick with and it doesn't taste nice? It just tastes like beef or heart or whatever. I guarantee you the sales. Yeah, or would, or if you just it, mix natural protein powder with cacao butter, it wouldn't taste yeah. good at all. I guarantee this, and the sales wouldn't do anywhere as good as they're doing now. Hundred percent, because what people need that taste. The taste yeah. is what. So this is why I say that if you have a little bit of sugar in your diet, and you enjoy it, and it doesn't set you off, you know, what I mean, and it keeps those demons away. Yeah, you have sure- the abstainer moderator theory. You know, some people can have, yeah. if like you, Mark, if you're a moderator, you can have those two or three cans of diet seven up ones uh, throughout the week without it um, without you just going on a diet so the binge like me like having two to three liters a day and uh, 
getting swollen joints and uh, ankles and just feeling like crap because I drank way too much fluid versus I can even do that with freaking plain sparkling water. No sweeteners or flavors at all because I just like the mouthfeel of sparkling water. And if it's hot outside, then I just sit on the porch enjoying the sun and listen to a podcast. I can just sit there with a one and a half liter uh, bottle of sparkling water and it's gone in like 20, 30 minutes and I can get another one. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Matt, everything manufacturers, everything it's all that... about the, the hyper palatability. So, uh, <laughs> I, my rule mm -hmm. is to, if I want to feel my best, really best, if I, uh, when I am hungry, real food in forms of animal protein and meat sounds appealing to me if it does not sound sound appealing to me i'm not hungry if i if plain ass yeah. room temperature water sounds appealing to me i'm thirsty if it does not i am not thirsty and everything is just an emotional event where i just want the dopamine hit to relieve that stress or tension that's building up inside me because i have uh something that i need to get done or something i needed to say or a stressful event that just happened hey matt everything that you just said I, I i completely relate to that 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 defines my journey actually since cutting caffeine and so i think after cutting i think after cutting caffeine too one of the habits that i had before then that i still carried with me was that dopamine hit i'm looking for that sweet taste like all day every day and then and then it got to the point to where I wasn't even drinking water and water never sounded good. So I realized that I was over hydrating and I was, but I was okay yeah. with it. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I've been think thinking a about that a lot. To it. But, but now that you, now what you're talking about with the swelling of the joints and everything, they're feeling way better. And that was something that used to be a nightmare, especially with my running. And that may have been how about your calves? I got plantar fasciitis. What's that? How about your calves? Do you get uh, really swollen ankles and calves? Because no, I just get calf cramps uh, like, like all the time. Yeah, because my theory is that you way overhydrate. And if you add salt to your water, you overhydrate right. even more because uh, salt makes you retain water and it makes you more thirsty as well. So if you add salt to your water, you're able to drink more water. I did uh, uh, add salt to my water as well before, but I just stopped it because I've thought about it from an evolutionary perspective. like. When the hell did we have salt uh, all the time available to us? And the same with water. We could drink until we like we found water. We didn't even have the bottles and so on to carry it with us. So we just drank as much as we wanted. And we moved on, walked for long distances. And our bodies are able to create water from fat and hydrogen. Like when you breathe and that, you know, metabolic water, I think it's called. Uh, from our fat cells mm -hmm. and from uh, the oxygen we breathe in, like hydrogen from fat and oxygen, H2O. And we can go for long periods of time. That's why some people can do dry fast without any problem when, as soon as they get a water adapted, as they call it. Yeah. Uh, but that requires a lot of practice. But you should probably not start with dry fasting, but you could at least start with only drinking plain water to thirst in order to see how that works for you and see if you feel any better from it. That's what I did. And I, I have went back to the dark side with the sweeteners, but 
<laughs> but the point is, if I want to feel my best and I'm an emotional, stable state, I only drink plain water to thirst and not anymore. And then you can I'm, tell it then then if then you can tell if you're over hydrating or under hydrating and your pee too, yeah. obviously. If it's clear, yeah, it's always clear when I drink the sweeteners because I have way too much fluids throughout the day. Right. Dude, I'm I'm glad that you brought up the no the 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 no the no salt topic. I think that's something that we have slightly different views on, um, which is which is okay. Um, and it, and I think it, it, it depends on what your practice is around, um, how you eat it too. I mean, it can, it can be something to where you overdo it and then you wake up the next morning and you're super watery and super puffy. Um, there's a lot of carnivores. I would, I would say that most, most carnivore, um, co coaches and nutritionists, um, highly recommend that a good quality salt, salt source is included in their diet. Um, but are there but are there benefits that you see to having um, no salt whatsoever? I'm just curious. Uh, I find that I feel more sharp and I don't crave it anymore. Like I read in uh, interesting the book "Not by Bread Alone" or "Fight of the Lamb" by William or Stefansson when he talked about his experience living with the Inuit and they lived off just uh, a seal blubber and uh, caribou like reindeer meat and uh, they did not salt uh, and fish and they did not salt their food at all and it just made so much sense because where the heck do you get salt from like same with carbs for them you didn't get it at all because there were none and they had no health issues at all mm -hmm. it's well, you, not well, just a diet but uh their diet is not hurting them at least like the modern western diet mm. but where but i understand i understand the point you're making but doesn't i understand what you're saying about um back in time but a lot of these meats um would have been salted up anyways because it would have been coming from the ocean but when we look at um when we look at someone that's on a low carbohydrate diet it's it's essential in my opinion that somebody, if you're if you're not getting carbohydrates in, you need to replace those carbs with electrolytes, and um, because you see an awful lot of people, they do struggle when they go on a high fat diet. Yes, they're feeling good, the energy levels are feeling good, but their pumps have uh, the um, they're not they're not as good as in the gym as they used to be. Um, and yeah, once they, once they take those electrolytes out they're 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 missing a lot of the those the, yeah. those electrolytes particularly the sodium that their body was used to having so going high carb straight to carnivore and cutting salt terrible idea in my opinion yeah um lo long term I, I i see i see where you're coming from matt's it's convincing and i and, and i did um and i did write down the name of that book prior to when we started recording so i'm going to read up on that and see um if i can have a better understand better understanding where you're coming from but yeah there's definitely and, a convincing. There's definitely a convincing argument on both sides. <laughs> and another thing I've experienced when not consuming salt is like the the taste of plain meat has improved drastically. Just plain ass meat, no salt, nothing. Just mm. and my theory is that uh, the electrolytes in animal foods like uh, muscle meat is balanced like it should be in our bodies because we are also made out of muscle meat. So yeah, uh, we get the proper electrolyte ratios from 
eating meat unless you're like a super hyper sweater athlete, uh, CrossFit uh, games uh, in Madison doing five cr- hardcore CrossFit workouts a day. Yeah, probably you could use some sodium, but not everyone does. Like I'm not a s- CrossFit games athlete and I live in Norway. It's not freaking warm here more than like uh, two weeks out of 52 weeks uh, in a year. So mm-hmm. my salt requirements are quite low and I can feel the difference very fast. I can get away with consuming some salt in the summer because I can be outside walking 15, 20 miles in a day and sweating a shit ton. But that's very rare for uh, a rare occasion for me versus uh, the rest of the year. So that's why I just, I listen to a body and if I crave salt, I would eat it every single day, but I don't. So I don't. I think that's yeah. a really wise. I think that's a really wise way to 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 to, to navigate through whether to use it or not. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that everyone should cut salt, but I I would at least say give it give it a few days, see how you feel. If you feel better, great. If you don't, you can just go back to add the salt again. No yeah. worries. You well, don't. bro, now is a great time for the entire world to try this because Celtic sea salt has been slammed. They've never seen this kind of business before. There's been a couple of videos that went viral on TikTok about like how good Celtic sea salt is, and so art like we've we've been out we've been out of stock for like a week now. Um, people when when they couldn't get it from Amazon and from everywhere else, people were 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 googling it and stumbling across our website, and so our salt sales were through the roof. But we've been sold out of everything for like I said, like a little over a week now, and they're hoping that they can ship our PO by the end of this month. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's the, that's, that's the best that they can say because they've just, they've never seen this kind of business b- before, which is, which is, which is amazing. And it's like something really cool for, for the, for the company. But yeah, if, uh, if, they're, if, they're, if, if we're, if we're going to see a salt famine here at some point, then there we go. I guess it's a good time for all of us to just jump in with both feet. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm kind of curious as to what uh, Mark and Matt's what your what your guys' thoughts are on this, particularly you, Matt's, um, for for being for being our guest today. Um, I've been I've no, I've noticed that after the first few days of cutting, I'm st- I'm still I'm still leaving 16 fluid ounces in, in in the mornings, but like my overall artificial sweetener consumption, I would say over the past week has been decreased by about 90. percent What I've noticed is that there's just the the weirdest thing is uh, a, a I've not, I'm not, not craving anything besides beef or butter. That's pretty normal. I've been that way for the past several months. Um, but my cravings for, excuse me, red, red meat, especially like when I, when I get my hands on lamb or venison or something, oh my God, dude, that's like a, that's like, that's like a celebration. <laughs> uh, we just, we just bought a lamb. So that should be in like either today or tomorrow. I think it's processing right now, but my cravings for oh, raw are you red meat are you're eating processed foods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Ground, ground ground lamb and ground beef is kind of as far as my my processed foods are yeah. going right now and keto bricks yeah. but but my but my craving for raw meat has just skyrocketed and i love it and like i almost prefer it to cooked meat right now i don't know if you've experienced that or ever heard of that i tried a period of time when i ate beef before because i took a test in january and i found that i'm severely intolerant to beef eggs dairy lamb and uh, beef, dairy, lamb, and eggs. So I cut it out that I feel way better after. But when I ate ground beef, I actually just had a sear on the outside and the entire middle was raw because it just appealed more to me. And I 
my theory is that uh, it has to do with the mineral balance and the vitamins and the bio bioavailability of the, those. It, mm -hmm. I'm not an expert in this. It's just my theory as a dude that has that ate did a, a strict carnivore diet for over a year and uh, for a period of time did like an egg fast for a month right it was not an egg fast it was just eggs were very cheap and I had a very limited budget so I had almost just eggs and butter every single day for a month yeah ground beef if you're on a budget too yeah uh, not in Norway in Norway ground beef is freaking expensive oh my bad you, never mind <laughs> yeah so uh ground chicken is much cheaper and ground pork and wow. uh pork chops and uh, even salmon was until like last year the prices have doubled it's freaking and we and i'm from norway we 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 farm salmon all the freaking time and it's been the prices have skyrocketed i'm so Frustrated about that because that's my favorite. I got to admit, crispy skin salmon in air fryer. But uh, oh, bro, yeah, and you have to, you have to leave the skin in too. This this the skin yeah. is the best part. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts about the raw meat, Mark? Yes, I'm I'm a fan, but I find if you're on a weight loss program, um, we know that when we eat raw meat, it's easy to digest, so it digests a lot faster. Yeah. I find that when people are, um, when their cravings are really, really high, I'll get them to cook the meat like pretty much well done. The reason for that is it's harder to digest. It takes a lot longer to, to digest. And you have spent, like if you make a steak very chewy, you have to spend more time actually eating it. So you yes. get this tighter signal. Yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah. So when, mm. when you're chewing, you're, you're, you're really thinking about what you're eating. Whereas if you're eating raw meat, Again, it's going to be very, very easy to digest. So the chances are high that you're going to eat again probably in a couple of hours' time or you're going to get but, a crate or something else. Whereas if you're me, you won't get that feeling. Yeah, I totally get you. But uh, if I, uh, just my thinking, if you ate raw meat, it digests pretty good and you get a lot of energy out of it. Don't you get so much energy that you don't feel like eating because you have all the energy you need? versus mm. if you ate something that uh, sits in your stomach like a rocket you feel heavy and sluggish yeah but that's if you that's if you cook it all like that's if you cook it like really overdone like i i get a lot of people to make sure their steak is medium rare so it's not too raw there is a little bit of pink in the middle of it but the majority of it is cooked and again the reason for that is because i wanted to break down in the body slowly it's like it's like a slow protein throughout the whole night so you wake it's up like, the next it's like why you add fat to the protein so you don't get hungry as fast. Like if you just eat freaking chicken breast, you get hungry in like 30 minutes versus eating a, a chicken thigh with some uh, fat added or something like that. You you stay satiated for a longer period of time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I have yeah. seen. What? When, when, when Mark when Mark said when Mark says well done, he he means medium rare because we coach pretty much everybody together as as you know. And anybody that does overcook their steak, they get kicked off of the team. That's unacceptable. Mm. Has to be pink in the middle of it. Has to be a little bit pink. That's has that's, to say ouch. Has to say ouch when you stab it with your fork. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so last last night I did one steak that was 100% raw, one that was that that I seared for on both sides for for 90 seconds, which most people would describe as being blue rare. Um, for me, that's more than I typically cook it. <laughs> most people would describe it as blue rare. Um, I, but my my favorite one will, though was the third one that I did, which I seared for 180 seconds on one side. So so it was for uh, what is that three yeah three minutes and. It was super crispy, but it was so raw. Um, and uh, I think the best way I could describe the texture was delicate. It was it was just it was just pleasant. One of the best. Look, if you're hungry, if you're hungry, <laughs> any type of meat just tastes amazing. When you <laughs> I get think, the protein hunger. Yeah. Regardless, I think, I think if you're unless like it's I, I, boiled I, freaking I chicken. Think, I think if you're. Something. I think I think if you're if you're tr if you're trying to if you're trying to decide between a raw a raw steak versus a, raw, a completely raw ribeye versus a blue rare seared ribeye, I mean you got to count your blessings at that point in life, right? <laughs> That's kind of a first world problem. And I want to say <laughs> super duper thank you for having me on the podcast and taking time out of your day to meet with me over uh, Stream Duck Streamyard and uh, talk about artificial sweeteners and meat and have a good time bro the pleasure that thank you for that the, the, no the, the, the pleasure pleasure is all ours we've been looking forward to having you on, on the show for, for a long time we appreciate all the support and for your, your 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 reviews and for just being a part of the journey ever since we started man it's been it's been fun i think we've known each other for close to a year now and uh, i think we need to do another one of these pretty soon yeah we'll see what uh what's interesting happening in my life as well i i want to go, go on here and just talk shit i want to have something to talk about as well so we'll see how the reverse diet and the muscle building journey comes along because i was uh, injured again i'm tearing my right glute from doing romanian deadlifts so today is the third day i'm training legs for the first time in three weeks and i'm sore as f because of that <laughs> So uh, I need to get my sleep in order to recover because I'm going to do some leg work tomorrow as well and be able to actually get out of bed because that was harsh to mo this morning with those quads being super sore. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, brother. Well, you go to bed and yeah. get your rest, and then we'll catch up. We'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah. And, and again, uh, both both of you guys. Do, let's both do, let's do a follow up and talk. And get thank you that. for uh, thank you for this awesome recording session. Nice. Have a good night. All right. Thanks. Yeah. You too, pal. Dinner. Well, that's it for this week's session, everybody. Thanks for listening and make sure to let us know what you thought. You can do that directly from your podcast app or DM Mark or myself on the gram. You can also email your feedback, questions for us, and more on specific topics you'd like us to teach on next. Timestamps. You've all been asking for timestamps, so here you go. By popular request, you will see the time markers within the show notes of the podcast. When you write in questions, you can now see immediately where your question was answered. We love interacting with all of you and agree this will help. If you need some gym motivation, look no further than our workout podcast called the SupersetYourLife.com podcast. We are quickly approaching 200 episodes over there, and it's available on the same platform that you are on now. Just type SupersetYourLife, all one word, into the search bar, and you'll see our black and white podcast logo show up. It's a podcast specifically recorded to listen to while you work out 
or for a little pep talk right before you train. We, regular, we regularly interview professional bodybuilders and judges, top nutritionists, leadership, leadership experts, stand-up comedians, and top athletes from supersetyourlife.com. We keep the focused health first, bodybuilding, faith, and family, and keep it as simple as that. My wife Taylor and I are the co-hosts of this show as of three years and growing, and Coach Mark Ennis has been an enormous part of all we do there. Mark and I are both on Instagram and offer private one-on-one consultations as well as coaching services. Links to scheduled coaching calls can be found on our Instagram bios or in the show notes of this podcast. One last reminder before we sign off, leaving a review takes about 10 seconds. If you're on Spotify where you can see the show notes, right below that it says Q&A and bam, just like that, you can tell us exactly what you think. We will respond either when we record the following week or by reading your review or discussing the topic that you'd like to know more about, or getting to work on whatever critiques that you have about how we continue to improve our show. And that's how we communicate as a dialogue, not a monologue, in this intimate conversation that we call Carnivore Coach's Corner. Share this with a friend if you found it helpful, and we'll catch you next week on session number 22. 